John, his name is Matt, and we're wrestling nerds. We got a podcast, and we're in charge. Um, I appreciate the introduction, but I feel like you missed uh, an important factor. In I didn't miss anything, Matthew. The new reigning, defending two words podcast championship title belt holder, Radio Matt. Um, you just how many words can you make <laughs> one title out of? <laughs> yes. The reigning, defending, defending. <laughs> undisputed. Yes, yes. Head of the table. <laughs> <laughs> In case you missed our watch along, Matt. It was mostly my watch along. It was so mostly your watch along. Because you're a parent. Look at a baby. We all have babies, John. She just makes so much noise. No, <laughs> stop talking about danger that way. Um, uh, mostly Matt's watch along, but if you missed the two words watch along for uh, Elimination Chamber, Matt did get get enough picks to. Just barely. I, be, I eat you out by barely. one. Yeah. Um, had the fiend showed up. Had the fiend showed up, we would have tied. We would have tied. You would have kept it. Um,. But, you know, it is what it is. You are champion now. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about the Elimination Chamber later in the show. Yeah, that's co- that's coming up. Uh, just, just, we'll address it. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to address that. <laughs> We're going to talk about our topic today. Uh, our two words of the day are finish him. <laughs> but first. <laughs> Do you know Bo Dallas and Liv Morgan uh, are opening up a real estate business? I did not know that. I would love to buy a house from them. I did know. I did just recently find out that Bo Dallas is still technically employed on the roster. They are both still <laughs> technically employed, but they're like, they have a farm and a real estate business. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I think that's so special. For it's them. lovely. Like, it's lovely. Like, because they're, they're both, neither one of them are being used. So they're like, well, we can't do anything else that's any fun so let's go let's go farm let's 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 milk some cows i mean we live in cow country so we do live in cow country until you try it's been a uh it's been a been a pretty interesting week yeah just in the last like since elimination chamber yeah yeah it's been um interesting tony khan has uh come out and is is really I don't want to say badgering, but (laughs) this might be the word to use. Um, uh, Tony Khan, an interview with, oh, I didn't read the name of the article he was interviewing with. That's weird. Wrestle fetish. Why would you, you've got, you could name your, your, 
publication anything, and that was what you chose. I am grossed out. Uh, Khan commented on the possibility of an AEW-WWE relationship. Said they are more than welcome. As I've said before, the forbidden door, as he calls it, is open anytime. Just come and knock. And if they were to knock on the door, I would certainly be willing to let them in. And then he referenced them doing like an invasion thing, like when DX mm. did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is good on Tony Khan because Tony Khan doesn't actually want them to show up, but he knows that they won't. You don't think so? You don't think Tony Khan would just let them come in for real? I think he would if yeah. they showed up, yeah, but I, I don't think he think. actually wants them to show up. No, I bet they would because it would raise their it would it would it would blow up their uh, ratings too. Yeah, it's great business. And then for everybody. everybody would turn tune in every week saying, "Are they going to come back?" I but mean, what, yeah, I think it'd be great. But what I'm saying is, like <laughs> Tony Khan is pretty aware that they're not. They're, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, fairly yeah. certain they're not going to do that. So what does he have to lose in being like, yeah, come on? Right, absolutely nothing. I'm I'm being the bigger man here. I'm being <laughs> the one that wants wrestling to happen. Like that's yeah, yep, yep. That's Tony Khan. Uh, Darby Allen inherited a, a Sting gimmick this past Wednesday. Did you see it? Um, I saw him come out with the snow. He flew in on a zip line, man. Did he? He did. I guess Skateboard I missed that. Skateboard and everything. It was nice. I'm loving all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really loved watching Brian Cage uh, powerbomb a 61-year-old Sting. <laughs> and the news for a week was, I think Sting might be dead. <laughs> Everybody was certain. They're like, well, that's the end of his career. <laughs> well, we all knew it was going to happen. He is He is dead. He is, <laughs> he is broken in half. Um. But I mean, he got right back up, and he's still yeah. he's still in it. He's still going to wrestle. That's that's amazing. Um, I'm really loving how much I was thinking about this week with AEW's uh, pay per views and the fact that they're doing fewer of them. Mm-hmm. I went to look up like the results for Revolution, and it's still like a month no, right. away. It still hasn't happened. Yeah, like they've been advertising it for two months. They've mm-hmm. been booking this pay per view for like two months, and. Like that's that's what I feel is missing, because like WWE hasn't started booking WrestleMania. They mm. booked one match for WrestleMania. Yeah, we know one match is going to happen at WrestleMania. And you want to know how we found out? They tweeted it. Yep. They tweeted the Edge match, <laughs> and said this is good enough. People don't want to see a confrontation. What was the point of him going to NXT and going to to Raw and talking to all these champions if he was just gonna if they were just gonna tweet it out? <laughs> Didn't even come from his Twitter. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I'm out. I'm done with you people. <laughs> just like the Big Show. Big Show's done with those people too. Big Show now confirmed on AEW. That was one I did not see coming at all. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Apparently upset that he's basically being used as an old-timer. He's on the same plane as uh, Ric Flair is right now over in WWE. Still thinks he can wrestle. Still thinks he has a lot more on-camera stuff left. And AEW apparently believes so, too. He's in the best shape of his life. Oh, absolutely he is. He looks better than he ever has. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that as well. So how much wrestling do you think he's actually going to do? Because I know he got signed on to do commentary for 
the AEW special dark 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 uh, evolution. I don't think it's evolution. I'm like ninety four percent. I think it's elevation. Let's look it up. (laughs) Let's look it up. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah, he's going to be commentating. I don't. I bet he won't wrestle a lot. I bet it'll be. Dang it! It's an elevation. It's elevation. <laughs> That's two losses. Dang. In a row. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. He's going to be commentating, which I, th- I think is going to be good to have. Just have him around. But I mean, who's 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 going to watch that? This is now not just. This is now the C show. You know. Because uh, yeah. AEW Dark is not SmackDown no. to to Dynamite's Raw. It, no. AEW Dark is, you know, essentially main event, you know. Man. And this is going to be Saturday it's, morning yeah, slam. Saturday morning <laughs> slam. It's going to be halftime heat. Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to just his... His impact there, yeah. Um, It'll. I, I see fun. I see. I think there's a lot fun. of people that want to, that want to learn an AEW and want to get better. And I think that they've surrounded themselves. They're like, we're just going to put a whole bunch of guys who know the business inside and out. Mm-hmm. And Big Show is one of those people. And he got his name back, Paul White. Yeah, man, isn't that great? It's gonna be weird. <laughs> Everybody calling it Paul. Paul. Instead of Show. Would they legally be allowed to call him the giant? Did WWE acquire that? I don't know. As a part of buying WCW way back when? Because I'd love to see him be called the giant again, come out in that one one shoulder sling. (laughs) Need somebody uh, with some legal expertise (laughs) to know uh, what's going on. Um, You got anything else? Oh, yeah, I got tons more here. Give me some. Found out this week that the Thunderdome recycles footage for NXT. So everybody you see on the camera or on the screens in the NXT arena is just, they were watching Raw or SmackDown and were just produced now to react in time. That's with these matches. That's more work than just putting I feel a like new it is. Yeah, cuz you have on. to be able to you have to be able to match it up with what's happening in a match. But maybe not. Maybe it's not that difficult because you know, we've said it before, you don't see a whole lot of real reaction now from people at home as much as you would in person. So all they really have to do is cut away from them before a big moment where you know, people are going to be thumbs downing or yeah. whatever and then switch it all to those scenes and then Back, camera back, and they're reacting. So it might be pretty easy. Yeah. After initial, uh, I'm hoping at least that it's like a continual renewal of faces from the last few shows and not just the same hundred people. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the same hundred people every show. But Um, I'm, 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 uh, I'm honestly going to attempt to get on a Thunderdome. I would love to be in the Thunderdome. Just to try it out. Like, I'm going to start really trying to get my name in the list. Um, But I have one other thing. Uh, An article that I saw this week that I loved. We all remember Angry Miz Girl. Remember Angry Miz Girl? Yes. From when he won the title the first time? Yes. So, Angry Miz Girl is now Happy Miz Young Woman. 
She said, most of this article is from uh, Cage Size Seats. Uh, it says, most wrestling fans have been through it at some point. You go from being a it's still real to me little kid to a smartened up, hopefully not too jaded big kid. It happened to Kaylee, who is better known as Angry Miz Girl. If you followed wrestling online, you've seen her face after her scowling reaction to Miz's first successful Money in the Bank cash-in in 2010 went viral. Uh, Kaylee became one of the first pro wrestling memes. And yeah, you still see it, her face. All the time. All the time. They uh, show it just... <laughs> Just to show it sometimes. Yeah. Fast forward a decade and some change. Miz has once again used a briefcase to become WWE champion. And Kaylee has a different perspective on the world uh, the world of sports entertainment. Turns out she's not angry this time uh, because she appreciates what the awesome one brings to soap op- to the soap operatic world of scripted underwear fighting. <laughs> this is the article. Uh, she says, I personally think he's one of the best on the roster. I know it's a big change from my opinion 10 years ago, but I love him when he's a heel champion. I think he's got the personality for it down to a T. I loved meeting the Miz, and he was always super kind to me, and he worked super hard, so I definitely think he deserves it, which is beautiful. Yeah, that is beautiful. I think that's a that's a good perspective of like evolution of wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. Because when we were younger, like, we really hate certain people. Mm-hmm. And then when we're older, we realize why we hated them, and it makes us love them. It makes us respect them, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a respectful this thing. This is one of the best heels of all time. I gotta tell you, sure. I have a problem with some wrestling articles, though. Because um, I think a lot of them are misleading sometimes. Yeah. Like, there was an article that came, back, came out a while back, um, and the... Title of the article was Shawn Michaels says him and Undertaker were never friends. Oh, I read that one too. Yeah, and, I clicked right and on that. That's like, how what? that's how we read the article title, and then we clicked on the title. It was like, yeah, I mean, we were never friends. We like never rode together. But we never like hung out or m- we much like, or anything. That's all. It's not like I like, don't want to it sound with like, that. Yeah, man. I made it sound like they were the opposite of friends. <laughs> They were enemies and right. they hated each other. Like, yeah. no, they just that weren't was drinking together. Some of these websites are, are uh, clickbaiters, man. Clickbaiters. These baits ain't going to click themselves, though. I understand it. <laughs> and we just, we just keep, we just keep getting hooked. <laughs> That's all I got, though. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I Aside from a thousand opinions on the elimination chamber, yeah, we've got a lot of opinions to. on the on the elimination <laughs> chamber. So you know what? Why don't we uh, skip it to break? We'll uh, we'll be back in just a moment with our thoughts on the horrendous pile of horse crap <laughs> that was the elimination chamber. So stay tuned. <laughs> This is great. This is so great. I love canvassing. What a great way to spend my time. It's a good idea. But I'm just not sure. Okay. Which part are you not sure about? Turning the pit into a park. That's kind of a whole thing. Look, I think this is a great idea, but I can't make any forum. I would have to get a babysitter. How old are your kids? Four and two. Could the four-year-old watch the two-year-old? Okay. In the second episode of the first season of Parks and Recreation, we see the entire gang going out canvassing. They are taken to the streets, into the neighborhoods, knocking on doors, inviting people to come to a public forum about their project to put a park in the pit. 
Of course, it turns out to be a disaster because anybody who would be in favor of the park just can't make the time to get there, and anybody who's opposed to it, well, they've got all the time in the world. But that's typically how it goes, especially in ministry. In our churches, there are loads of activities and ideas and ministries that we all love, all think are fantastic ideas. But when it comes to helping out, well, we just can't seem to make the time. And so we're always on a lookout for anybody carrying a clipboard looking for volunteers because we don't want to get caught in what feels like a filibuster. Boom. They can't touch you if you talk forever. Ministry leaders are desperate for volunteers, and it's harder and harder to find them. Even in this past year where all of us have had more free time than ever, we've still been unwilling to help when help is needed. The Bible says in 1 John 3.18, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And 1 Peter 4.10 says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I could go on for another hour with enough verses to fill it that will explicitly let you know that God doesn't want you to sit on your hands. God wants you to devote some of your life to serving others, some of your life to ministry that glorifies his name. But instead, churches are still suffering with that 80-20 principle, where 80% of the work is done by 20% of the people. And that's not only not fair, it's an incredible burden you're putting on people. If just a few more of us would take a couple rocks off of the mountain that these volunteer leaders are carrying, things would become a lot easier. But instead, we have them waste their time and energy chasing us down in our church foyers and parking lots. Oh, he said some upsetting things. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch on the Back Row Morning Show every Monday, right here on LTN Radio. And welcome back to the Two Words Podcast. (laughs) This uh, last week, as we uh, discussed at the beginning of the show, Matt is our current champion. Because he... That's me he, tapping that's, the belt. Yeah, that's right. bongo belt. <laughs> bongo belt time with Matt. I'm going to put it down, though. It's heavy. It's starting to hurt my yeah, shoulder. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, got, got, the, the gold is heavy. It's got a lot of density. Um, and he won this belt by predicting the outcomes of several matches. Slightly for, better. Yeah, slightly better for the elimination chamber. Um, but I got to be honest with you. I didn't like it. You know, and not and not because don't call me a sore loser. Two worlds universe. <laughs> I'm not a sore loser. I lost fair and square. I get that, but the pay per view was, uh, as the kids say, dog water. It was straight up dog water, y'all. Straight up dog water. It was uh, a bag of butt for and, sure. And where do I begin? Um. The women's match that they advertised at the beginning of the show that never happened. Yeah. I, uh, that's going to be the last thing I want to talk about because I think it's the most important. It is very important. So I'll save my opinions on that. Till the um, end. So the other women's, but the only other women's match on the card was the women's tag team match, which as a match, it was a fine match. But there was no point in having that match. Mm-hmm. There was no point in putting Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks in a tag team together um, to face the uh, 
the tag team champions. That's not how you run a tag team division. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a snoozer when it comes to. And this is like the third or fourth time they've done that. Yeah. Like they put Charlotte Flair and Asuka together and did that. Um, they just put these random teams together and it's like, but why don't you just make teams? I mean, you have, uh, uh, who was it? You had Mandy Rose and I think it was Dana Brooke. Yeah. Could have put them in that match, but you didn't. Um, at one point, Natalia and, um, Dana Brooke were in a tag team called the very breast of friends. But there were just so many there's there's so many options for tag teams. I mean, they split up the iconics for no reason apparently. Yeah, because it's not been going well to do to do this. So, and we know that there we know that Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks weren't going to win that match because Bianca Belair has a title shot at WrestleMania. Sasha Banks is consistently in the title picture. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with you. Let's see. Uh, we had the first chamber match. First chamber match I thought was great. The matches, the matches themselves were great. Yeah. I, I think that the uh, the confusion that I had, which I guess we found out later on was because they wanted to surprise us with them is, but the confusion I had was this this should have been the like main event one, followed by the Roman Reigns match with yeah. whoever won. Because, and it, I mean, it even felt like that. Because then they had Edge come out and spear him and point to the sign and do the fireworks and all that. Like, it felt like what should have happened at the end of the night. Yeah. And it was decent. Like, it was probably, the, in my opinion, the best match of the night. Not the Roman Reigns one, but the, yeah. the Elimination Chamber. And it just set us up for kind of disappointment the rest of the night. Um, but... <laughs> the the weird thing is, and I pointed this out on the stream, is Roman Reigns has not headlined a pay-per-view since becoming champion. In a while. Which is weird. Yeah. Like, because he's supposed to be the big the big one, the big guy. He's supposed to be above Drew McIntyre, apparently. That's what the push is. Is like, he's yeah. the, the head of the table. He's the man. Why isn't his match ever in the top spot? If there was any time, any time it should have been, it should have been this week. But, uh... And yeah, I think, like, so that match, the Elimination Chamber match, was really, really good. Like, mm-hmm. Baron Corbin looked really good in that right. match. And he's the nickelback of the WWE. <laughs> like, he's the talented guy that nobody likes. But Baron Corbin looked good. Cesaro looked good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan looked Daniel good. Daniel Bryan I mean, beat up the heck, but good. he still looked great because he was hanging on. It was a weird. It was weird to get Kevin Owens out so early. Yeah, that was a surprise, especially in the way they got him out. But yeah, you do what you got to do. It's all right. But then the exclamation point on that. Like, there was an exclamation point on it with Daniel Bryan winning. And then they decided, no, let's make it just like an ellipses or a period or something else that makes the story boring by making Daniel Bryan win. And then he's got to go into this weird match against Daniel Bryan or against Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Like, why did they do that to Daniel Bryan? Right. Like, we had talked about uh, Cesaro would have been great because he'd been getting he's been getting kind of this this push lately that, you know. Might not ever see, pardon me, see him in the top spot, but at least it's building him up into you know a better character that he deserves to be. 
they didn't go that route. They could have done Jey Uso uh, finger poke of doom situation, which would have been hilarious. Yeah, would have been awesome. Uh, they could have done Kevin Owens again, do actually something with him, like give, yeah. give, give him a win somewhere. And still no. They went with Daniel Bryan, who they teased was going to be in the main event picture a few couple months ago before retracting that and going a different route just to almost spit in our faces it feels like yeah. like hey remember when when the rumors were we were going to make him champion again it, yeah it's just <laughs> it's so sad. you know like Hogan everybody gives Hulk Hogan uh the business because um, he used he was notoriously like passed up working a lot of people. Like, yeah. He didn't want to work people, yeah. and that was the that was the the rhetoric that was the story that everybody was giving. What the truth of the matter was is that they would present something to Hulk Hogan, and Hogan would go, "Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to do it that way." This is one of those moments where somebody should have looked at whoever was whoever was creative and went. Yeah, that just doesn't work. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. The, there's no purpose to it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem is, like, there's no purpose in this story. Yeah. Um, And then the match we had after that. What was the match we had after that? Um, uh, I mean, we had the, we had the um, United States Championship match with... Uh, Bobby Lashley, Matt Riddle, and uh, 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 John Morrison. Morrison. John Morrison, which it was all right. For it was a good match. match. Yeah, it, it was, was a good ending. It was a good way to um, make Lashley look strong mm-hmm. and take the belt off of him. Which is what we assumed was going to happen when yeah. we thought Keith Lee was still going to be in it. Yeah, that was going to be the deal. It was going to they were going to protect Lashley. Uh, to build up this this thing between them two, which I guess they aren't doing now, given what's happened on on Raw since. Yeah, now it looks like they're going to put Lashley in the main title picture. Yeah, and, and which is weird. And like it, it. And I don't think anybody really wanted. It's again <laughs> we're going to this point of like what what is the point of doing this particular thing or putting this particular person in a match and at the very least putting John Morrison in a match made it a triple threat or kept it a triple threat made it no DQ and you needed a no DQ for that particular finish right um but still it was just kind of it was i mean it was a it was a it was a cable match it was a match that could have been on cable yeah for free absolutely but uh other than that we had the we had the second chamber match which, uh, again, you know, we were confused, like, where, where, what happened to the women's championship title match that we were supposed to have. But anywho, we'll get back to that. We had the second chamber match full of weird decisions. So, number one, no fiend shenanigans whatsoever with Randy Orton, which... A missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, again, you have no live audience. You've been willing to use the cut to some pre-recorded cool thing with the fiend or Alexa Bliss, anyway. Uh gimmick pull that off here in something completely fantastical to just transport it into the middle of that match and everybody else was gone just for that second to beat randy orton to death or whatever and go away he had that opportunity passed it up to make him cough up some black bile on raw the next night 
but still nothing's happening. This story is going so slow. I just find it infuriating at times. Every pay-per-view that they don't do something like that with The Fiend, they are missing out on an opportunity. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll make it up to us, and maybe it'll be some big deal at WrestleMania. I don't know. Because they're, running, they're mm. running out of time. Yeah. Because you're going to have a live crowd at WrestleMania. Right. Which, interestingly enough, I, I, I know we're past the... Um, uh, the grab, grab had a grab had a pot of uh, of topics, but um, they have come out and been like, "We're not putting up cardboard cutouts at WrestleMania." Good, y'all can <laughs> y'all can kiss it. We're not doing that. It looked awful at the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, all right, so other things that were weird: AJ Styles allowed to get out of his pod early and. Nobody had a problem with it. Like, okay, go on in. Shut up. Uh, Sheamus, who has been built up as a competitor against Drew McIntyre. They've been building this whole story about how they were friends and grew up together and whatever. And then Sheamus turned his back on him just the last week. Made it seem like we're going to have this big thing with him. He wasn't even the last person in the chamber with... uh, McIntyre. It was AJ Styles for some unknown stupid reason really that stupid doesn't reason. further the story at all. And uh, then, of course, it's over. Bobby Lashley comes out, beats Drew McIntyre up some more, and The Miz cashes in and wins. The best part of that pay-per-view comes, though, uh, during that point because uh I was paying attention to the live stream mm-hmm. and somebody made a comment about Lashley being in the title picture. And you were like, nah, he's too old and not yeah. charismatic enough. They'd never put him in the title. Picture. I didn't say too old. Someone else said too and old, they, but I said he's not charismatic sudden, enough. He's not charismatic. They're, they're not going to put him in the title <laughs> picture. And then out of nowhere, Bobby Lashley comes out and spears, spears him. <sighs> and I hear Matt go, did Bobby Lashley hear me? <laughs> yeah. Are they doing this just to spite me? Just to ruin my <laughs> They're doing this because they hate Matt? All right. So here's here's the deal with the women's championship match. And I blame uh, our friend Topher, our buddy Topher, who was watching along, because he got this in my head. Blame you, Topher! Because they were starting this. They were starting, you know, and it's not his fault. Because when you look back at everything, especially the pre-show, they set the seeds for this in the pre-show because... They were still advertising this match is happening. Asuka versus a mystery opponent. And they kept building up about it. They're like, we don't know who it is, but there's got to be some woman in the back who's ready for Asuka. Somebody has to be. And whenever they do stuff like that, it's always like a big surprise return kind of situation. Somebody you don't expect. And so we got to the point where that match was supposed to happen. And the Elimination Chamber happened. And we're like, well, shouldn't that be the last match? And we're like, okay, well, if it's if the women's title match is going to be the last match, then it's got to be something big happening. And so Topher said, maybe Becky Lynch is finally coming back. And we're like, could it be? She's like, it's been two and a half months since she had that's, the baby. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's because Topher's <laughs> never had a wife that has just given birth in the last two months. <laughs> 
Where he'd be like, nah, she ain't coming back. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we we all, all of us in the chat now got it in our head. That's what's going to happen. The, that could be the only reason why they would hold that match for the last match. As I was reading that that chat thread, I was thinking Ronda Rousey, though. Ronda Rousey could have worked, too. Somebody big could have worked. And then Miz cashes in. We're all defeated. We're like, okay, well, now that now it's got to be here that we have some big return that's going to make us happy because they just made us really sad with this Miz cash in. And then copyright WWE 2021. Yeah. And we're like, oh, no. No. Here's the thing. Put At, at, at that point, you've advertised there's going to be a match. Asuka's already there. There's got to be somebody else in there. Worthy of having a There's match. There's got to be somebody backstage. Heck, you live in the place where your performance center is. Like yeah. you live, everything's filmed in the same place. Call Dakota Kai! Make her come out! <laughs> that would hey, cool. You be here in two hours. I don't care what you're wearing. Just be here in two hours. You're going to have a 15-minute match with Asuka. And it's not like they were out of time. It's not like they had to cut that match because of time because things are going long. Because the pay-per-view was only two hours and 38 minutes long. Yeah. Like, they could have stuck the 20-minute championship match in there and done something really good. It could have been a fantastic match that would have made the ending suck a little bit less. And uh, Something in there. It's, it's not nothing. like Lacey Evans' pregnancy snuck up on them. <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a week and a half, two weeks, to figure out another plan. Seeing as the fact that half of your stuff is planned day of... Yeah. For these things, I figure you could probably get a get another woman in there. There's, I mean, there's so many women on the roster that would, I I assume, leap at the chance to even have just a one off opportunity, even not for the title, get just a one off match on a pay per view. Get Janice the lunch lady. <laughs> like I don't care. <laughs> So anyway, I, I called it, John. I called it when we were doing our predictions. I said the WWE on the on the non main four like to give us bad surprises, and that was a bad surprise all around. I also, but I'm also of the opinion like if it's on a pay per view and you're a champion, the championship needs to be defended. Mm, yeah, I agree with you on almost every pay per view. But <clears throat> now we got to drive this this. Buggy full of crap right into Fast Lane. <laughs> that's in what three weeks? We got three weeks to prepare for Fast Lane. So, yeah. Fast Lane might be good, man. I'm holding out hope that they're really gonna be pumping it full of good things because it's the first one on Peacock, and they want to draw people in who wouldn't otherwise be buying do, the pay per view. Do you know? Do you know what this merger with Peacock has done to us so far? What? Only thing it's given us. What's that? Bad Bunny is the twenty four seven champion, <laughs> and that's the only reason why he's the twenty four seven champion. I promise you that because he was going to be on Saturday Night Live, and, and he, he took, took the championship took on the Saturday Night yeah. Live for NBC. He held it on there while he was playing uh, his last song too. So good. if this is if this is <laughs> what they they envision as being good for business. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna quit this podcast. I'm quitting this podcast. We're gonna turn this into an amateur wrestling podcast. I'm out. Uh, all right, that's all I got for that's this. I can't talk it, about it anymore. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm begging WWE. Think about doing some long form storytelling. Think think 
think. Just think. That's all I'm asking you to do. And I'm not saying I can do it better, but I could probably do it better. So if you need to <laughs> give me a call, you can reach me. We um, have ideas is what we're saying. We have some ideas. We have ideas that give, you could listen to. I feel like all they need to do is just give us one one program. Let us run one program. <laughs> let, us run, uh, let us run Retribution. Let us just figure out what to do with Retribution. We could do something good. I bet. Bring the Dungeon of Doom back. We'll figure that out. <laughs> um, uh, I'm just hoping things get better by WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep, That's yep, all yep. I'm hoping for. Well, when we come back, we're talking about our favorite finishers and some of our less favorite finishers. Finishers? <laughs> Finisher, finishers. Finishers. I can't get Wrestle Fetish out of my mind. <laughs> nope. We'll be back. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. You ever play a video game and you just get like ridiculously wounded, and then all you do is like duck and just wait and you get healed? You know, I think the logistics of this are horrible, but there are many games that I'm thankful for because I'm often out of healing items and things like that. But it's kind of a constant trope throughout action games now, especially first-person shooters, that if you just duck down and hide, that eventually you're going to be okay. And yesterday was a really long day for me. I had church, and then left church, drove like an hour, and did a wedding in the woods. I was DJing, I had to set up sound equipment way out in the woods, and then I had to set up sound equipment inside a reception area, and... All in all, I literally was on my feet for almost 14 hours straight, and I was exhausted. And as I was coming to bed, like I, I was all aches and pains and creaky. And as my noises of my body were literally audible, my wife said to me, You know, your body heals when you rest. And, you know, that explains a lot. But also... She had a point, you know, just like in a video game, there is healing when we actually take time to rest. If you think about it, scripture is full of the importance of rest. God rested in creation. God instructs us rest. He even gives us a day to specifically rest. Now, if you are in church culture, the Sabbath or your Sunday, however you look at it, has become a lot more about doing things than resting. But resting is important. Uh, Literally, Jesus took naps, y'all. And us getting rest is not only beneficial to our bodies, but our benefit is beneficial to our soul. And if we are all up in church and doing all the actions and activities, but not actually resting, we're kind of missing the point. In Mark 2, 27, it says, Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. I'm all for serving Jesus. I'm all for doing the things that God asks us to do and doing all the things we feel called to do as Christians. But if you aren't getting the rest that God intended for you, your service isn't going to leave room for you to actually heal. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on 
LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Everybody and welcome back to the podcast. We've had some fun. We've gotten angry. We got it out. We got it out. It's it's been it's been a very cathartic podcast. And so <laughs> we're gonna end it uh, by talking about finishers. You know, so uh, this this last week the new Mortal Kombat trailer came out. Ooh, yeah. and it looks like a uh, a big budget version of the '90s film, and I am all about that. I'm all for it. Um, also, the trailer for. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're... I'm thinking of something else. Okay. <laughs> we're it's not late. talking about I'm movies. I'm segwaying. I'm sorry. It's called a segway, Matt. Dude got dude got stabbed with his own blood. His own blood. Sub-Zero froze Scorpion's blood so, and then stabbed him with it. It's a pretty good It's a pretty good trailer. Um, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun movie. Um, but that got me Gordy. thinking. Gordy. That got me thinking about uh, probably one of the most famous... Uh, Mortal Kombat phrases of all time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Finish him. That's not very good. That wasn't Your a very soul is mine. That wasn't a very good version of it. But still, <laughs> it got me thinking about the best finishers in all of WWE. You know, mm-hmm, you can have mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. best wrestler with the greatest amount of talent, but if you can't get that finisher over. Your wrestler just can't get over, and we've seen a lot of really good stuff, but we've seen a lot of really bad stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, one problem I have with finishers, I'm just going to go my problems right off the bat. I'm just I'm getting everything out. <laughs> I've already I've already talked mess about elimination chamber. Um, we're talking mess about finishers. Paul Heyman has a thing talking about getting finishers over, where he says, you know, if you if, you, if I come out and my finisher is a headlock, yeah. What I have to do to get that headlock over is I have to put that headlock on 50 different people and tap out 50 different people. They yeah. can't, you cannot kick out of my finisher headlock. Like I've got the headlock that nobody can get out of. Right. To get that over, you then meet at a big moment. And the big moment is when somebody finally does kick out of your finisher. Right. I feel like WWE has thrown finishers away. Yeah, like it's it, something that every wrestler has that attribute that contributes to their personality or their persona, but like it's not it's not regarded as the last move, the yeah. end all match finisher anymore. 
I mean, in, in, in like, for all the garbage Brock Lesnar's ever given us, you know, the, uh, F5. It's the, no, it was, when was it? The German suplexed somebody like 17 times. Oh, suplex city. Yeah. He did it like several times. That became that his was, thing. That was his thing. It's like, that's how you get a finisher over. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you work a finisher. Um, so what's your favorite finisher? I can't I can't give you a 100% favorite, I don't think. I have a few favorites, but if you made me choose my favorite, it would be Sweet Chin Music. Oh my gosh, the best super kick in all of it's, in all of It's just wrestling. so fantastic. It it the sound they make, I know it's not the actual the sound is not the foot hitting the chin. They slap their chest or something when they do yeah. it, but just the way it's sold, the way it comes out of nowhere it's just a fantastic fantastic move every time i see it happen and everybody can do a good version of mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. like yoko zuno had a good super kick <laughs> dude couldn't lift his foot up above his waist but he had a great super kick <laughs> yeah of course i love Shawn michaels version uh dolph ziggler's version is great too uh it's just it's fun it's a fun fun one fun <laughs> one that i would think Still genuinely would hurt. Have you seen Dolph Ziggler's brother on AEW? I did, yeah. I finally got to see him, yeah. He is is not the better-looking brother (laughs) by any means. What's your favorite one? My favorite, you know, I I love Sweet Jim Music, and granted, uh, Shawn Michaels is my favorite professional wrestler of all time. Same. Um, But I love the spear. I love a good spear. Spear is good. I love Edge's spear. Edge's spear is probably my favorite. My cousin Elliot hates Edge's spear. He's like, oh, he's got a bad spear. It's it's all about Roman Reigns's. And I'm like... A lot of people like Roman Reigns's. You're an adult. Stop it. Gets hit. Gets hit on the... Uh, gets him in the chest. Yeah. Not in the gut. But so, I mean, I, I do appreciate a Roman spear. The thing with a good spear is it really is more dependent on who's selling it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I like, mean, I, bet, I, bet really I think that's sell. true for half, half of these, at least, that yeah, I have. Probably. <clears throat> um, Goldberg had a great spear, too. Goldberg's, yeah. It's just a very explosive move. It's very explosive, very fun, and looks devastating. He was really uh, amazing. And I will say my probably one of my other favorite finishers is uh, Starship Pain, Starship which is Pain, the greatest yeah. name for any move ever. And... It's the coolest move ever. It's beautiful. Like, it's, it's such an amazing move. move. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, so I got a few. The first one that I actually put down on my list here is a tag team finisher. And it's it was my favorite one from the Attitude Era. Devon, get the get tables. Get the tables! And you do the 3D Man. on the table. I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, but I also have the mandible claw. <laughs> it's probably one of the worst finishers when it comes to believability. Yeah. But when sold and it can be, and most people can sell it really well. It's just a beautiful idea. You just grabbing some weird nerve grabbing <laughs> under some your dude. tongue. And that is just, just going to incapacitate you. You're just so shocked that somebody's putting their hand in your mouth. <laughs> and I absolutely love that that has been passed on to the fiend from from Mick Foley. Um, I love the fact that they have someone doing it. I, I will say the worst uh, is stink face. I have that in my worst. Yeah. Why? <laughs> who okay? Who greenlit that? Who 
who said, hey, this is a good idea. <laughs> uh, I also have Styles Clash on here. Styles Clash. It looks great. It looks great. It looks devastating. It's also super dangerous. My favorite. Yeah. And in like, but it's one of those kind of like a pile driver where the person giving it is responsible for the safety. Yeah. So like you're, you're in luck that AJ Styles is the one doing it. Right. Um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I forgot where it was going. That's not annoying at all. That is annoying. <laughs> um, I I think my favorite finisher that is also dumb is the Cesaro swing. <laughs> yeah, because for the the big deal for me with that is because it's supposed to make your opponent dizzy, but it never does. It should also also make Cesaro dizzy. Yeah. So what's what's happening? But nobody ever stands up from it and is like having like wobble That's true, issues. Right. It's <laughs> or vomits it's or really something. Just like, <laughs> it's like somebody dared him to be like, hey, I dare you to go pick up that dude and just spin him around in circles. It is fun. And Cesaro's like, you don't think I can do that? <laughs> that was a bad Cesaro impression. That was a really bad one. I don't know what country <laughs> that was from. You don't think I can do that? You don't think I can do that? You don't He's think from I can do Jersey. that? Um, like I pick up anybody around here. I pick I pick up lots of guys. Um I can pick Man, up anything. It really is a Jersey accent. <laughs> it's you want me to pick them up? You want me to spin them around? I can do that. I can do that. I can spin them around, spin around all day. I spin them like pizza. I spin them like dough. It'll be a real desi. Be sitting at the you know, sitting at the bottom of the bay wearing concrete sh- galoshes. Moonsault. <clears throat> when done correctly, I like Charlotte. Moonsault is I better. like Charlotte Flair's moonsault. Um, oh, who else does it? Lita. Lita's moonsault. Yeah. Ooh. Lita's moonsault is insanely good. Ooh, yeah. Lita's might be my favorite. Um. Jericho's moonsault is really great because he does the springboard moonsault. Mm-hmm. And so he re- really can just hit it anytime he wants to. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jericho, I got walls of Jericho on here. This one requires the person to sell it a yeah. lot. Yeah. But it was always beautiful because it it always felt like it took so much effort for him to actually get it. Yeah. And you could see your the opponent just like squirming, no, 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 no. And yeah. boom, plants that other foot. Ah! It was yeah. beautiful. I loved it. Well, and uh, and also uh, the code breaker. Code breaker. That is a dangerous move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about like, the code we might, breaker. We might crush your skull if we're not careful. <laughs> um, and he's never done it. Um, terrible, terrible finishers. Uh JBL's clothesline. <laughs> Let me get. Hold they, on. Before we they, go full terrible, I, I still have a few I, more good. Oh, you have some good ones? Yeah. Okay. I'm telling you, I went, I went full bore in this one. Full bore. I got Jackhammer. Goldberg's Jackhammer. I love the Jackhammer. Why don't I have that on my it's beautiful. list? It's beautiful. The Jackhammer is, is a move. I'll, I'll say this. I've said this before. I'll say it again. 
Goldberg is the least talented wrestler that has ever gotten over, and it's probably all because of Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we're going to take this guy who can't wrestle, and we're going to make him look like an amazing wrestler. <laughs> Jackhammer's fun. Uh, dirty Deeds. It's just a, you know, it's just a really pretty 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 up uh, DDT, but it looks devastating the way he the way uh, Moxley pulls it off. Um, that that does remind me, uh, we didn't talk about the um, exploding barbed wire death match. Did it happen already? It hasn't happened already, but it's oh, it's, okay. it's booked. I'm like I didn't I didn't see it. I missed it. This match is. It's a it's instead of ropes there are barbed wire. It's yeah, my yeah. understanding instead of ropes there's yeah, barbed yeah. wire. Yeah, yeah. And there are landmines. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. What if one of them dies? <laughs> That's why you tune in, man. I have uh, Triple H's pedigree. It was overdone for a long time, but I still like it. You're, yeah, you're driving someone's that... face into the ground. I mean, yeah. Uh, rock bottom. And people's elbow combo. Not the most devastating, but dang entertaining. Mick Foley one time referred to it as the coolest move in all of professional wrestling, followed by the dumbest move in all of professional wrestling. (laughs) And I'd agree. But every single time (laughs) he stood there and you saw him kick that shoulder and then slowly take off that that elbow pad and throw it out into the crowd and then run back and forth. It was beautiful. I, I was in, I was engrossed every time. Uh, last two RKO out of nowhere, That's which a, is which is like a better version of the diamond cutter, which was also good. Yeah, um, you know who came up with that move? Who the first guy to do that move? That's recorded. That's done that move. John Laurinaitis. I did not know that. In Japan, when he was wrestling as Johnny Ace, they wow. like traced it back, and they're like. He's like, yeah, John Laurinaitis invented that move when he was tag teaming with Dr. Doom. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one you can't pass up is the Stone Cold Stunner, which looked great on everybody except for Vince McMahon. Yeah. Who flopped like a fish. I loved the RKO. The RKO and the Stunner are two really good ones where it's like, you can just... Out of nowhere, you can pop hit them. them. Yeah, pop like them really, really the phrase "out of nowhere" makes sense for those two moves because it's mm-hmm. like you could just do them. Mm-hmm. There's no setup for it. And see, I like that Kevin Owens has inherited the stunner, but I don't think that it's sold the same way it needs to be sold. No. That Stone Cold did because Stone Cold would stun you, and then he would flop down on the ground and like start get yelling in your, in face. your face and yeah. getting very animated, and you know. Kevin Owens is doing the opposite thing is he stuns you and then he just kind of stares at you saying, look what you made me do kind of thing. I'm like, ah, you made me this, do. this requires a level of uh, a level of excitement and you're not giving it yeah. that excitement. Those are all my good ones. We can move on to worse ones now. Worse ones. Uh, as I said, JBL's clothesline. I, yeah, I don't I don't get having a clothesline mm-hmm. because really all it is and especially by the time they had gotten to JBL's close, the clothesline from hell, whatever. Um, <laughs> and that's how that's how they sell anything that's just a basic move. They make it, <laughs> from, they hell. it from hell. Um, <laughs> oh no! Wait, <laughs> hit me with a normal one first. From hell? I'm not sure I can take the one from hell. Everything I've heard about that place, it is not something I'd want. <laughs> 
to have anything delivered to how me did from. He, how did he get it? Can how I did, get? Did he pick it? Did he Uber Eats a clothesline? Can I get no? the clothesline from the Bronx? Maybe <laughs> clothesline from 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 Florida. Maybe <laughs> work my way up to a clothesline from Mel. I just don't get like yeah. it, it, he was just flopping. It was just him flopping into the move, and I, I don't know. It didn't really make much sense to me. Yeah, uh, world strongest slam. Yeah, I saw that on the list today, and I, I don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. It's, it's just a body slam, really. It's you really not... should have put that into, like, a gorilla press instead of... Because that was at the chest, wasn't it? Yeah. He held them at the chest and then and then slammed down. Yeah, it's just... It wasn't captivating. Yeah. Um, the Bronco Buster. <laughs> yeah, that's on my list, too. It was entertaining, though, man, but it was dumb. But it was such it was such a an X-Pac move. Yeah. All you're doing is just smacking them in the stomach with your butt a couple times. You're not really hurting them just, at all. Yeah, you're just rubbing your crotch in their face. Uh, we talked about this one, the knockout punch from Big Show. Yeah. His most recent one, most recent finisher. Just, yeah. He didn't even really sell it all that well. No, like it was supposed. It they they kind of tried to sell it like it was a RKO, like it was something that just came out of nowhere. But really, all you just saw him was like a slow jab, bop, and guy would fall over, and he would just kind of do like the 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 pump with it. Yeah, it's just not a big deal. Um, the brain chops from uh, from the great colleagues, where he just karate chop you in the head. Yep, I remember that. Which That's is probably dumb. the best that Great Kali could do. <laughs> um, probably the only words in Punjabi they knew. Uh, I got the bear hug or the version that Roman Reigns has been doing lately, which seems dumb. Just holding people. Just yeah. grabbing onto him with all your limbs. It's like it's like a child <laughs> clinging on to their daddy when they're afraid of something. Yeah. But you're a grown man doing it to a different grown man. And so that makes that other person fall asleep. The only time I liked the bear hug is uh, Cesaro put R-Truth in the bear hug one time (laughs) on Saturday Morning Slam. (laughs) And Daniel Bryan was commentating, and he just kept talking about bears the entire time. I remember that. (laughs) And it's just like for 15 minutes he was talking about bears, and then Cesaro got him in the bear hug, and Daniel Bryan lost his ever-loving mind. It's like, oh my god, it's the bear hug! He's got him in a bear! Uh, I also have the uh, not the knockout but the Judas effect you don't like the Judas effect it's just a weird whipping around elbow it's it it's not great (laughs) not nothing compared to all of other all the other Chris Jericho finishers yeah but it feels lazy it feels like I've gotten a little too heavy in the stomach and this is the only thing I can do right now And they're like, he's got a cheeseburger in his hand. It's like, I've put a few too many of these in my body. And he's like, sucks it down real quick. And he's like, and I just put another one in there. So I'm going with a spinning elbow. I learned this when someone was trying to reach over my shoulder to get some of my fries. Bam! <laughs> Judas effects. I don't know, to me, like, <laughs> that that really kind of went into the sling blade. Like the sling blade's cool, but like, I don't get the sling blade. <laughs> it's just, it's just you kind of doing some flippy flips. Yeah, they don't make no sense. <laughs> uh, do you have any more? Are you out? I'm out. Okay, uh, the atomic leg drop, Hulk Hogan's leg drop. 
Yeah. I mean, it's it was always, always sold as the the most devastating finisher. Just putting your thighs you're just, on his you're face. Just, you're just slapping him with your with your inner knee, with your knee pit. <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> Uh, I've got the cobra on here, but it's kind of not fair to put the cobra on here because that was meant because it was meant to be a joke. It was meant, but it was still dumb when people would just like flop around on the ground after getting hit by it as if they were seriously hurt. Yeah, it would have been better if it never worked and he kept doing it. Like it's just always it's time for the cobra. Puts a little snake thing on. Ciao. But then there was the time that. Jinder Mahal, when he was in 3MB, charmed the snake, charmed the cobra. <laughs> Which wasn't racist at all. Nah. <laughs> no, because it was an Indian guy doing it to another. He's Canadian, but actually, I think he's from Boston or Jersey or something. Uh, and then uh, the uh, the last one that I have is um, Scotty Two Hotties, The Worm. Which, again, entertaining is all heck, but... Yeah. Also I'm, built it up to be something devastating when it's really, he does the worm, jumps up, does a couple weird crotch chop things that aren't exactly DX crotch chops, and then just kind of hits him with his elbows. Yeah, but <laughs> if I say that's not any good, then I have to say that Otis's caterpillar isn't any fun. No. I don't want to say that. But Otis Otis says the caterpillar as a build up to an actual move. My body slam. Right. While this was just... Do the worm and then slap you. Do the worm. Just I'm gonna slap your stomach really hard after this. Slap him. Slap That's him where I got all my all my momentum just from that worm. Hey, my arms came back down and slapped you. It's a it's a weird place. It's a weird place. <laughs> well, that's it for our list. Uh, did we forget any? Uh, let sure us know. More, yeah. Let us know in social media what your favorite finisher and what your dumbest finisher. Is uh, it's at LT, uh, at two words LTN? That's across the board. Just whatever social media you're on right now, type in at two words LTN, and we're there. We're yep, right yep, there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we are so happy to be a part of the Love Thy Nerd Network of podcasts. Um, and if you would like to financially partner with this podcast and other podcasts like it, uh, you can go over to ltn.com slash give. No. Nope. Close. Lovethynerd.com slash partner. Love th- <laughs> I wasn't even a little bit close. You're in the right ballpark mentally. Just <laughs> it is written right here. Yeah. Lovethynerd.com love slash partner. partner. Uh, find out how you can become a financial partner in this. And, and uh, Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3, which means your uh, your donations are all tax deductible. And that's great because taxation is theft. So <laughs> founding fathers wouldn't want hot you take. to pay taxes. Hot take. Hot I take. don't either. <laughs> but, you can catch us on LTN Radio every other Friday night. And, uh, of course, we are streaming all of our recording sessions uh, for these episodes on Twitch live. And uh, we put up some clips every now and then. But we do watch-alongs as well and predictions and all this kind of stuff that aren't on the main podcast, only on our Twitch stream. You can go to twitch.ltnonair.com to find that. And I think we're also going to uh, pretty soon... I'm going to try to do some streaming, maybe some watch-alongs for some old oh, pay-per-views. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe some, like, WCW Bash at the Beach 95. Who knows? You um, can watch along with your 
uh, well, I guess it'll be a Peacock subscription at that point. I guess. So. I don't even know how to change that. Am I going to have to change that over? I think so, yeah. Because uh, they have a, like a, they have a FAQ about it. Yeah. WWE does. And it's like, that's one of the questions. Like, we're still working out the details, but don't worry about it. That's essentially what they <laughs> Don't answer. worry about it. Uh, you're a multi-billion dollar company. <laughs> just like we didn't worry about the women's match at the end of the Elimination right, Chamber. Right, right, yeah, right. Just like right, we didn't worry about like that. that. Um... <laughs> So let us know on our social media what uh, what pay per views you might want to watch along with us. Um, but uh, unless you have anything, no, I'm good. All right, Let's go. well, then uh, as we say, my name's John, his name's Matt, and if you're not down with that, I got two words for you. <laughs>